Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why most parents don't pass their political ideology to their kids, how researchers found the source of peanut allergies in the human gut, and a paradox that asks why the night sky is so dark if stars are so bright. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Where did you get your political beliefs? According to a lot of previous research, the chances are pretty good that you got them from your parents. But recently, a pair of political scientists realized that past studies into this issue were making one big, very wrong assumption, and they revealed the reality that parents pass their politics to their kids way less often than you might think. That idea that parents reliably pass their politics down to their kids is called the direct transmission model. It's a cornerstone of political science research, and it basically says that parents drive the bus when it comes to a child's political beliefs. I mean, after all, parents teach children values and morals, show them how the world works, and generally act as role models. Since kids can't really grasp political policies until they're much older, the model says that they're basically passive recipients of their parents' politics. But what if they're not? What if kids are actively choosing what to believe? That's what researchers Peter Hatemi and Christopher Ojeda wanted to find out. They thought that there was one big unchecked assumption made by the direct transmission model, and that's the idea that children even understand what their parents' politics are in the first place. They came up with a theory they call the perception adoption model, and it says that it takes two steps for kids to adopt political beliefs. First, they have to understand what their parents' values are, And then they choose whether they agree with those values or not. And sure enough, when the researchers analyzed a data set of more than 4,000 parent-child pairs, they found that 28% of the children misunderstood their parents' political values, and 35% of kids rejected whatever values they thought their parents held. If the researchers had ignored the understanding part and only looked at how often kids adopted their parents' actual beliefs, like past research did— it would have seemed like the majority of kids believed what their parents did. But in reality, most kids don't adopt their parents' beliefs. The most surprising part of these findings came when they dug into details about the parent-child relationship. It turned out that when children want to be like their parents, they often end up adopting the wrong values because they don't know what their parents really believe. So while parent-child closeness and intense political feelings make children want to imitate their parents, they don't guarantee a child will correctly understand their parents' values. And before this study, scientists thought education didn't have much of an influence on whether a parent's passed their politics to a child. But now research shows that educated children are more likely to reject whatever they think their parents think. The moral of the story is that kids are independent thinkers. They form their own beliefs based on what they want and understand. Parents can just help them get there. One more thing for me to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Why are some people so violently allergic to peanuts? According to new research, the answer may lie in the gut. Before I get into that, though, let's talk food allergies in general. They can cause a huge range of symptoms, from hives and swelling to trouble breathing and even death. The problem isn't the food itself, it's your body's reaction to the food. When your immune system detects something you're allergic to, it launches a violent attack with specialized antibodies. 
But if you aren't allergic, nothing really happens. That massive difference hinges on which antibodies your immune system produces. And this new study sheds light on that life or death difference. Part of your immune system is made up of specialized white blood cells called B cells. They produce many different types of antibodies called antibody isotopes. One of the most common antibody isotopes is called immunoglobulin G. To keep track, just think of the G as good. So when someone who isn't allergic to peanuts has a handful of them, immunoglobulin G binds to the peanut proteins, but nothing really happens. G, good. But when someone who's allergic to peanuts eats one, their body produces an isotope called immunoglobulin E. Let's say that E is for evil. When immunoglobulin E binds to peanut proteins, it releases chemicals like histamines that cause an allergic reaction. For this new study, researchers recruited 19 people who are about to start a clinical trial for a therapy to ease their peanut allergies. The researchers collected samples of the volunteers' antibody-producing cells from several parts of their digestive system. And they discovered that a huge percentage of their immunoglobulin E-producing cells came from the stomach and the duodenum. That's a small organ that connects the stomach to the small intestine. In those organs, B cells usually produce harmless and common antibodies, like immunoglobulin G. But in these participants, they had started producing immunoglobulin E instead. That change from G to E is called a class switch recombination. When the researchers sequenced the DNA in the participants' B cells, most of them had similarities in the part of the genome associated with immunoglobulin E. That suggests that the immune systems of people who are allergic to peanuts all use similar molecular tools to identify peanut proteins. The discovery that immune cells can switch which antibodies they produce, and that most people with peanut allergies have similar genetic markers, could be big news for people who suffer from food allergies. The new understanding opens the door to exploring new therapies that have never been tried before. And that could bring a whole lot of people some much-needed relief. For as long as there have been people, there have been questions that make you go, huh. Olber's paradox has been doing exactly that for hundreds of years. It asks, if the universe is filled with infinite stars, then why isn't the night sky infinitely bright? Centuries of scientists have pondered this question, and they've come up with a bunch of possible solutions, some more correct than others. We'll run through a bunch of them. Take a guess and see if you're right. Okay, Cody, so first up, maybe the sky isn't uniformly bright because more distant stars are dimmer than the ones closest to us. What do you think about that? Makes sense to me. And that's true. More distant stars are dimmer than the ones close to us. But if you take a given nearby star and look 10 times further out in the sky, you'll see 100 more stars sitting in the exact same vantage point. So even though they're dimmer, there are more of them. So they make up for the lack of brightness. Yeah, OK, that makes sense. I follow you so far. Yeah. All right. Cool. Number two. What if cosmic dust is just obstructing parts of the sky? I don't know if there's that much cosmic dust out there, but I imagine you're about to tell me. Right. That's probably true. And another thing is that dust isn't just dust. It actually, when it absorbs light, it glows too. That's how we get like a nebula. Yeah. So that one's a myth. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So number three, there aren't an infinite number of stars. We obviously, there's not an infinite number of stars. Yeah. So that's right. But... It doesn't actually solve the paradox because you could have a finite number of stars and just have a whole lot of them that should still light up the sky. That's fair. So number four, 
There isn't a uniform distribution of stars. Maybe they're all clumpy. Also makes perfect sense. I mean, even here on Earth, it's not like we have a uniform distribution of mountains and oceans, right? So, yeah. Totally. And it's true. But as your favorite math teacher would probably say, it's not the most correct solution. See, my math teacher usually just told me I was flat out wrong. So I'll take that. (laughs) Well, I'll be a good math teacher. Great. All right. Number five, because of the expanding universe, the most distant stars are invisible. That one makes no sense to me, so I'm going to need some more info. (laughs) Well, it's true, and I'll explain why. Because the wavelength of light gets longer as an object moves away from you. It moves into the infrared area of the electromagnetic spectrum. So the furthest galaxies are moving away from us fastest, so their light has been redshifted so far that we can't see them anymore. Got it. That makes sense. And just for a bonus number six... The universe is also too young to see the most distant stars. It's only about 13.7 billion years old, and it takes light from an object one year to travel one light year. So light from anything further than that hasn't reached us yet. And beyond that, it just looks like darkness. So these two final propositions, redshift and the fact that our universe is just young, are the most likely solutions to Olber's paradox and explain why the night sky is dark, even though it's so full of stars. So the next time you look up at the night sky and you marvel at the stars, just take a moment to wonder about the beauty of those you can't see. So if that last one is true, does that mean that maybe in like a million years, the night sky will be brighter on Earth? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. Probably not because it's combined with the expanding universe. So everything's going to be further away from us. Darn. Yeah. Nothing to look forward to a million years from now. Nope. It's time to recap the things we learned today. Well, we learned that most parents don't successfully pass down their political beliefs to their kids because a lot of those kids don't even understand their parents' beliefs in the first place. We also learned that researchers discovered that immune cells can switch which antibodies they produce, and researchers didn't know that before, and that's what causes severe peanut allergies, and that means we may have a whole new category of therapies we can test out to find a fix for the problem. Maybe next, scientists can figure out why Baby Nut hasn't tweeted in two months. (laughs) Oh, wow. Of all the conspiracy theories that you can go with right now. (laughs) I've moved on from aliens building the pyramids. You've beaten that out of me. Now we're on to Baby Nut not tweeting. You know, if, if someone's biggest concern right now is that the planter's mascot hasn't tweeted in two months, I say good for them. And we also learned, let me see if I get this right, that Olber's Paradox asks why the night sky is so dim if there are so many stars. And the most probable explanation is that the expanding universe means that stars are pushed further away from us. So their light doesn't really hit us in the right spectrum. And the other part is that our universe is young, which means that we haven't even existed long enough for that light to reach us in the first place. Exactly. Great. Do I get a sticker? I want you a do. sticker. You right. do. I will give you a socially distant sticker right here on my webcam. I'll give you an emoji. Ooh, there you go. An emoji. That's like a sticker, but for the internet. Yeah. Wait, here we go. I, fa- I found it. You see it? Is it? I'm doing it again. Oh, there it is. Wow. A slow clap emoji. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the emoji does not, he's not smiling, but he is clapping. So Ooh. that's something. Yeah. No, a slow clap emoji on Skype. That is advanced. We're living in the future, man. Thank you. 
Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk, Grant Curran, and Trevor English, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.